Hi, everyone. I wanted to remind you of a must read. This is a book that you have to have on your bookshelf. It is called The Necktie and the Jaguar by Carl Greer. He is able to help you make important decisions, give you some guidance on which path to take, and you get to learn how he tapped into the wisdom and power of the unseen worlds for guidance and inspiration. I had the opportunity to interview him, and he was a lovely guest on the Path 11 podcast, episode 343. Check it out. Listen to the podcast. Go buy the book. Again, it's The Necktie and the Jaguar by Carl Greer. To find out more information, go to his website, carlgreer.com. That's spelled C-A-R-L-G-R-E-E-R.com. Today's podcast episode is sponsored by the Reconnective Healing Global Community. I don't know if you guys remember, but back in 2020, we released an episode with Dr. Eric Pearl and Jillian Fleer about reconnective healing. He was a chiropractor who was working in his practice in Los Angeles, and his patients started to report that they were having these healings just with his hands being near them without him actually touching them. So he went on to research and try to find out what this universal wisdom was behind what was happening. And he developed the reconnective healing process. Their website is thereconnection.com and they are offering an online level one class called the portal to awaken your own healing ability and to learn how to do this. There's over eight hours of interactive content where you will learn to interact with energy, light, and information to experience lasting knowingness, peace, and love without limitations. They gave us a coupon code to give to all of our listeners. It is PATH2PORTAL. We're going to put that in the show notes. And that's 25% off of the Portal Online Level 1 course. I hope you guys enjoy. Let me know if you take it. Send me an email. Would love to know how the course works for you. Hi, and thanks for tuning in to the Path 11 podcast. I am your host, April Hanna. At the Path 11 Podcast, we are here trying to deliver leading-edge research on consciousness, healing, and metaphysics. And just like you, we are trying to answer the big questions about life. Who are we? Why are we here? And what is our purpose? We hope by listening to our podcast, it will make each day you live on Earth a little easier to understand. And now for today's podcast. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to the Path 11 podcast. I have a really interesting guest today. I think this is going to be a lot of fun because we kind of share a lot of the same interests in healing and Reiki and angels and crystals and aromatherapy and mantras and you name it. We're going to talk about it today. So my guest today is Athena Barry and hailing from a Hollywood dynasty as the niece of Rita Hayworth and cousin of Ginger Rogers. She is the author of a new book that is out called Raise Your Vibes. If you're watching this interview on Path 11 TV, you'll get a chance to actually see the cover. You'll see it in her background here. And she began her career, believe it or not, as an actress, as Athena 
Cancino. Uh, so we're going to find out about that. How do you go from being an actress to becoming a Reiki healer, right? That's pretty cool. So before leaving her life of glamour and paparazzi, she decided to create a life of peace and energy healing. She is the founder and creator, creator of Crystal Reiki Healer, one of the fastest growing online presences for crystal and chakra education. Crystal Reiki Healing and Raising the Energy Vibration for All Beautiful Souls Who Are Searching to better their lives, which are all of you who are listening and watching the Path 11 podcast. So without further ado, let me introduce you to the beautiful Athena. Welcome, Athena. Lola. Thank you so much for having me as a guest on your show. Hello to your community. I hope everybody's having a beautiful day so far. Yeah. So you come from quite a lineage, huh? Ginger Rogers, Rita Hayworth. So tell me a little bit about your lineage first. Yes. I happen to have a famous family. Uh, it's, uh, it's, it's not that different for me. I guess it's like growing up in a family of doctors or lawyers. I just happen to grow up with a family of actors and performers and dancers. And it's just always been kind of part of you know, growing up and who I am and knowing about it. So it was kind of funny when someone gets excited about it because I'm like, oh, it's my hunter. Oh, it's heaven, you know, like, okay, that's cool. You know, so for me, it's, I, I don't get starstruck easily, I guess, because I know that they're, you know, really human beings too. And they all have the same, you know, issues and struggles that we have in our daily life. They're just a little bit more public about it. <laughs> right, exactly. And, and kind of have to be, I guess, if they step into that role, right? Yeah. Did you did you feel any pressure of having to go into acting and stuff like that because you came from that lineage and that family of actors and dancers? I did not. It was just kind of a natural thing, I guess. You know, they say like it's in your blood. So when I was a kid, I was very animated and you know, love to be in the school plays and love dance. I, I was a ballerina for years and years. And I heard all these stories and pictures, family pictures of, you know, my family with their castanets and their fancy dresses. And I just thought, oh my God, that's so beautiful. You know, as a little girl, that's, you know, super exciting. And I was very, very feminine and very into all that dress up. So it was really a natural thing. My grandmother loved, you know, supporting anything relating to the arts. So she was really kind of my, my advocate. And my parents were both in film as well. My mom was a cinematographer. So I really grew up kind of in front of the camera um, my, since birth, right? So I was always posing and giving her different things for, for the pictures. She was just here actually visiting. And of course, we did a little photo shoot because that's, you know, what we do. And, and then I went into acting. My dad was definitely more hesitant to let me explore that. He had connections that he could have helped me with and was like, nope, absolutely not. Like this place is horrible. They destroy people and, you know, all of the negative sides of the business he was very familiar with. And he was very close with his aunt, Rita Hayworth, and saw what they did to her and how they portrayed her and you know, really made her struggle at a time when she was very vulnerable. And that was with the onset of her Alzheimer's, but also with, you know, failed marriages and men who were predators and, you know, all of this stuff that people don't see behind all the glitz and the glamour. So he was really like, nope, nope, we're going to wait. Yeah, you're 16. Nope, not going to happen. And then when I was 18, 19, 
was like, no, I'm doing this. I'm going. And it was super exciting for the time. Like my first month, I booked a national commercial on TV and it just kind of kept spiraling from there. I walked the, the carpets in Cannes and, you know, flew around the world, found movies in different countries. And it was such a beautiful experience. But a lot of it, it was, you know, a place for me to almost like therapy where I could grow and, ex and you know, heal emotionally and also kind of put on that facade, right, where you don't have to deal with your own personal issues. So you can just pretend they're not there and, you know, go out in front of the camera and be someone else. And then at some point that comes to, I also got married and I met a wonderful, wonderful man. We're still married um, all these years later. It's 19 years later now. And I knew that this field and my marriage were not going to work. Um, Rita had five failed marriages. Ginger Rogers had five failed marriages. It just, it's not, it's not very family friendly. You're, you know, you're gone, you're all over the world. So I kind of had to choose, you know, do I want to, you know, foster this new marriage and relationship I have, or do I want to continue and, you know, hope that one day it turns into, you know, something else. And I obviously chose him. So, and it was great because at the time, TV and film had just started making this kind of switch, which everybody has seen. There's, you know, a lot of nude scenes, a lot of, graphic is like almost like soft porn and I was you know the girl in the bikini I was the girlfriend and that would have been me and I was very not comfortable with that so so it all works out you know it all works out yeah awesome well you know and you said kind of like acting and dancing runs within the blood but I also think intuitive ability does as well so Absolutely. yeah did you have you know members of your family too that were also very spiritual or were kind of mentors to you or open to talking about spirituality when you were young yes both my mother and my grandmother um, from my dad's side were very very in tune. They, my mom's a Pisces. We always said it was because she was a Pisces uh, and they're very intuitive signs, but she always was looking at, you know, the holistic way of doing things. And, you know, let's try this first before we, you know, go to the doctor. And she was really amazing. Like a medicine woman. It was like, she just knew like, oh, this will help for this cold. This will help for this ailment. And so I just grew up having this kind of, you know, holistic side of things. And she had a really interesting background, grew up in Scientology. So even though my dad forbid it in our house, because he was against it, in Scientology, they are also very holistic, very, you know, nodded to the Western medicine stuff. And if you can cure it with herbs, then that's what you do. So it kind of, I guess, came through in that way. And then my grandmother had a very different side too, because she lost my grandfather when she was quite young. She was only 50. He died before I was born and she had visitations from him. And so, and while everybody thought she was just a crazy morning wife, she knew she was having these experiences and she told me about them. And you know, introduced me to Carl Jung and, you know, other, other spiritual minded books. And she was always into leading a more spiritual path. She had come from being, her mother was a, you know, during the great depression, selling Bibles and then became a Catholic and was very devout. So she always had a very strong sense of faith. 
But then it kind of transformed and it went from being, you know, this faith in religion or book or, you know, something that man has made to something much broader with her spiritual faith. So it was, you know, again, one of those things I grew up with and you just, you hear about it and it becomes your normal and you have little experiences that you're like, oh, that's what grandma's talking about or, oh, that's what mom was saying. So definitely I, I was blessed to have two women that were very spiritually minded and open to, you know, outside the box. Yeah. Yeah. Well, interesting too, you know, from the faith base that your mom comes from, your grandmother comes from, how did you begin to form and what, what do you feel is like your spirituality now? Like, do you have a certain belief system that you practice or follow with, you know, all that you have in your book here, raise your vibes too, you know, (laughs) what would you say? Like you began to create for yourself and your own belief system for your spirituality. I did. I really, it went from, I used to pray a lot when I was a kid. My, my mom decided when we were teenagers that we needed to have some kind of core belief in something, like you, something that grounded us here and, and kind of helped me against out of trouble, right? And so she brought us to the Mormon church and even though I ended up getting in more trouble in that church with the girls there, they did teach me how to pray. And it was really in that practice that grew my gratitude practice because they thought, well, it's so interesting if you break down um, their prayer, and I'm sure it's similar in many other religions, it always begins with a thank you. You know, thanking you, thanking, you know, God for, you know, all the things we're thankful for. You know, thank you for my mom. Thank you for my house. Thank you for my dog. All these things when you're a kid. And then you ask for what you want. And then you close, you know, with a thank you. So I thought, wow, there's really something to this. And maybe I don't believe necessarily in, you know, where their focus is going. Like I kind of, it's just, you know, it's God, it's source, it's the universe. It's everywhere around us. And I, I, I don't love like the rules of what it has to be or can't be. I love to think outside of that, but I love the the basic structure that they used for creating this, what is now my gratitude practice. And, and I find that, you know, when I begin my day like this, everything, you know, thereafter is just kind of shifted into a positive note and a positive vibration. My sister is very religious, um, Christian, and she too, with her prayers, is all about gratitude and thanking God and all this. And although she's, you know, maybe it has a slightly different version than I do, at the end of the day, it's showing gratitude. So this really helps all of us and can help all of us if we're open to it. It's, it's so easy. I mean, it takes a second. You can consider it prayer. You consider it, you know, gratitude. You can consider it whatever works for your own Faith. I have no judgment on, you know, what people believe to be their source of inspiration, but, you know, having this gratitude practice really started to form and shape and then having experiences like seeing angels and communicating with, you know, beings that weren't necessarily in the present, I guess we would say, or in the physical plane. So that really changed also my view of of how things work here. Like maybe it's not quite as they say. And that was, that was a really cool thing. And then, you know, based on your own experiences and my own experiences, little by little, you start to look outside the box and they started looking into 
energy healing and crystals. And I love the union between them. I little backstory. I had a car accident when I was 19. I rolled over in a convertible four times on the freeway. Um, oh. Lammed into a mountain. It was rolled over, landed upside down. It was pretty spectacular. And one of those things that, you know, you really look back and even in the moment, like, how did I walk away from this? Um, but, and I did, I walked away. I didn't even have, you know, a scratch on me, but every shard of glass, you know, was shattered. And with the exception of my driver's side window, which I really felt like my grandmother was there, my, my mom's side, you know, holding that for me, protecting me, because if that had shattered, my face would have as well. And that would have been, you know, the end of acting. That would have been, you know, I wouldn't have been in the circles that I was in where I met my husband and have my children now, my life now, everything, you know, that the way the course of my life went would have been, you know, very different. And I had these women that pulled over, saw the accident. It was a hit and run, never found out, you know, who it was or where they went. And they pulled over and because I had hit where the gas tank was, they were scared my car was going to blow up because it wouldn't turn off. And they were frantic, screaming to get me out of this car. And I was you know, upside down, completely disoriented. And they're like, can you open the door? And I remember looking at her like, are you kidding? It's like in the dirt. How do I, I can't. <laughs> She's like, no, just pull the latch. And I was like, oh, you know, and I pulled the latch and she was pulling and then I was kicking. And between us, we got, you know, about this much space open. And the, to this day, I've never felt such incredible human strength. This woman, this angel reached in like a baby under my arms and lifted me from this car like I was a ragdoll. I mean, it was the most incredible feeling. I'll never forget it. And she pulled me out and got me away from the car and stayed with me and, and, you know, told the paramedics and the police what had happened. And because they were like, what is she drunk? What happened? I'm like, no, I swear, like, not even old enough, you know? <laughs> and, and then from there, you know, we went to the hospital. I had all the scans. They thought I broke my neck. And so they, I was strapped to a board and everything. And lo and behold, there was nothing that showed up, you know, for my neck. We found out later, I actually had the beginning of degeneration for my low back. The discs definitely took a hit there. And I had after this 16 years of chronic debilitating back pain where, you know, something would happen and sleep along and then I would walk for a couple of days. I mean, it started where, you know, one day in my apartment with my husband, I couldn't get up. And I was on the floor crawling, trying to get to the phone and, you know, in agony. And he came home and he, you know, like, oh my God, you know, my young bride, what's happened? And he scooped me up and took me to the office. He's a chiropractor. So he took me to the office and was doing therapy and muscle work and everything to try to get my muscles to, to let go so I could move. And, and then this poor guy spent the next 16 years working on me and trying to manage, help me manage my pain. And it finally came to a head where I had a fusion surgery. And that was, well, that was really a very humbling experience. Like talk about pain. It's like you're broken apart and put back together. It was mm -hmm. just insane. 
And I had started doing Reiki leading up to this because I thought there, I can't just be on pain medication my whole life. Like this is terrible. I've been on this, these heavy drugs for, you know, years and years. And like, what's it doing to my body? And here I have this holistic background. So it was really against, you know, my beliefs and it was against, you know, everything that I, you know, thought for myself as far as my health. And at the same time, I couldn't live with the pain that I had. My quality of life was just deteriorating. So I thought there has to be something else. Like there has to be, it can't, this can't be the end of the life. Like I refuse to accept that. We're not doing this. And so I started looking into Reiki and I thought, wow, okay, this is very in line with, you know, what I believe in this, you know, divine light, divine healing. It's something, you know, beyond ourselves, beyond this physical place, because there are so many miracles that are unexplained and has to come from somewhere, right? And so I thought, let's start channeling, you know, this beautiful energy. And in the hospital, while I was, I had a fracture, so it turned out, you know, it was one of those things. He couldn't help me anymore and no amount of muscle work or pain meds was going to fix a fracture and my vertebrae were just kind of, you know, dancing around in there, you know, hanging out and we had to stabilize because, you know, when they start hitting nerves, you have that nerve pain. Anybody who's had it, it's, it's, it's debilitating and it really takes away from anything you can do, even normal functions in your life. So we had to get it fixed. And in the hospital bed, it was the most incredible, mind-blowing pain I've ever, ever felt in my life. Like I've had three kids and that was nothing compared to what I was going through in this hospital. Ah. And so I'm laying in this bed, shaking, my jaw would rattle from the pain, crying, you know, sobbing. And I, I don't know what's going on, where I am, what's happening. I, they keep giving me more drugs and nothing is happening. And finally, you know, and they, they told me I'd be there a day and I was there for like five. So my husband's leaning over me during one of these shaking periods, which must have been very scary for him to watch. Sure. And he shouts, you were a Reiki master, for God's sakes. Athena, do Reiki on yourself. <laughs> it's like, it was like this, you know, click, this light bulb, you know. Anybody who's done Reiki, it's always this beautiful, soft, you know, angelic kind of, you know, environment. You have music and maybe some incense and your crystals and you feel good. You could fall asleep. It was not like this. This was traumatic. This was loud. This was sterile in the hospital, like not fun. And I had this moment of, oh my God, like, yes, I can do that. Can I do that? I can do that. So I started, you know, to perform my treatment and it was really incredible because in maybe 45 seconds, my body just, I could just feel my body calming down. My breath came back to me. My jaw stopped rattling. All of a sudden I can see, I actually had a whole bunch of people in my room that I had no idea were there. And it was really in that moment that I thought, oh my God, this is not just, I mean, I do love it and I've always loved it, but now I know this is real. Like this is, this is not, Hoodoo voodoo, as my husband would call it, like this is something that's real. 
And I need to share this. I need to get this out. People need to know you can do this yourself. Like, look at all this stuff these doctors have done for me helplessly. And I'm laying here dying, like in pain. And here you can take your power back. So it really became, you know, a mission to to share that and to get that word out and help people kind of just take their power back in their own healing and their own body because our bodies are such miracles, you know, we're these incredible vessels with, you know, millions and millions of little cells that are all moving and all have their own little job and, you know, come together to make this, you know, human body. And then there's so much beyond just that physical part. So Having that connection between, you know, our mind, our body, our spirit really is life-changing on your own path. And and a living testimony of that. I have no pain to this day. And it's like, you know, thank God, like knock on wood, right? But I have, I live today with no pain. And it's such an incredible blessing. Because anybody who has knows how hard that is to live with. Right. Yeah. And I think that's one of the most beautiful gifts you know, if people are curious about Reiki or wanting to learn it, you know, really the first stage or the first level, the first training of it is to learn how to give it to yourself. Hi, everybody. I wanted to just take a quick moment to tell you about a beautiful divination deck of cards that you can get your hands on. My friend, Molly Mandelberg, spent two years traveling the world while writing and illustrating the Wild Hearts Rise Up Oracle deck. This inspired pep talk deck has some serious magic inside. Pulling a card a day from this deck will encourage you to bring your dreams to life, to allow that idea tapping you on the shoulder to finally manifest into physical reality. It's sassy, insightful, and potent. The link to check it out is in the show notes of this episode. Just click on there. It's going to bring you right to the Oracle deck. And again, it's Wild Hearts Rise Up Oracle deck. And the other thing that I love about this story is that it reminds me that we also have free will and that sometimes we need to ask, you know, and, and I know that that's kind of one of the, the rules of the angelic kingdom, right? It's like they're here and they like activate when you ask. Otherwise, they're just there like waiting, ready. But, you know, but for your husband to remind you of that and then to tune in and allow the energy to flow with the connection that you have there. But I think it was a matter, too, of exercising your free will and asking for the Reiki to come through and giving that permission you know, for that to be activated within you to help you. Absolutely. Yes. If you, I mean, if you don't do the work, you don't ask, you know, nothing's going to happen. When I was first introduced to angels, it's so funny you say that, like they're just here hanging. So when they told me that too, they're like, you know, you have your angels around you all the time and they're bored. Like give them something to do. Talk to them. And I was like, wait, talk to them? Like, what do you mean? You know, but I don't see anything. And, and, you know, and then once I started, it was amazing how like it changes, right? And they love it. And they have such a sense of humor. I mean, sometimes you'll ask for a sign and the way it comes through, you're just like, oh my God, angels, like really like, okay, you're having fun. Great. Yeah. <laughs> and the more you, you talk to them and engage, yeah, the more they, more they bring those blessings to you, but absolutely you have to ask. You have to be open and, and allow yourself to receive, but ask, 
Yeah. Yeah. And to remember to ask. And it was funny, like last weekend I did a craft fair. I kind of make jewelry on the side. So I was doing this fall craft fair and, you know, it was still kind of early. And I think the second day the weather wasn't as great. And I think even the first day too, I did this too, but I just kind of remembered like ask the angels to help. So I just, after I set everything up, I said a little prayer and I said, angels, can you bring please bring people over to my booth that just want to feel beautiful and buy this jewelry. Cause I, I infuse my jewelry with Reiki. So when I'm making the jewelry, it's kind of a meditation practice for me, you know, and I think about health, wealth, abundance for the person that will wear this, you know, let this Reiki go into their body as they wear this jewelry. But you know, it's so funny. Like sometimes I really forget to activate my angels or to ask for help. And then as soon as I did that, it was like, you know, all right, was it just coincidence that all of a sudden more people started coming to the fair? But like my booth was just slammed, you know, it was like made a great amount of money for the weekend. It was so much fun. People didn't even want bags. They were putting the jewelry right on them as soon as they bought it. Um, but, you know, it's like those little moments. It's like we're allowed to ask for that help and it's OK for that help to help us to also put money in our pocket or, you know, to bring people over to, you know, enjoy in the craft that I made. So but you have to remember to ask, you know, and sometimes I forget, like you said, the angels are bored, like you have to ask them. Sometimes I have to remember to talk to them every day because I don't always talk to them every day. <laughs> Yes. I mean, you know, it's true even for us who work in this field where we're, you know, always energetically uh, charged or infused or whatever you want to call it. But even for us, you know, we can get caught up in the the mundane of, you know, daily life and daily tasks. And, you know, I have three kids. Sometimes, you know, life just gets crazy and overwhelming and I don't know which way is forward. And just taking that moment to pause, like angels, like it leaves out, you know, use a hand here. And that's true. I love that they showed up at your booth and were like, all right, let's, let's get some action over here. You know, that's just, and they work like that. And yes, people, some people will say, oh, it's just a coincidence. Oh, it's not real. And for those that say that, I, I, I invite you to try it. <laughs> exactly. Just try it. See what happens, you know, uh, you know, likewise for, you know, friends or clients where they have a spouse that's, you know, not quite so open and look at all this stuff like, oh my gosh, what are you turning into a witch? What's happening? You know, my husband too was very skeptical. He called it voodoo voodoo and, you know, asked if I was becoming a witch and all this stuff that it's like, yes, I am. But, you know, it wasn't, but it wasn't like that. And it's, but so when it, what I thought and what I suggest for others, and it's in the book as well, is, you know, just continue your practice. Keep doing your thing, living your truth. Do your rituals, create your practice, set up your altar. And you'll find that, you know, your partner will, you know, sometimes be a little curious. Like, wait, what are you setting up over there? And so what's, what's that crystal for? Why are you burning that? And instead of trying to give them like a whole lesson because they're so not ready for that, right? They're not there. It's just like, oh yeah, this is, you know, here, this is a garnet. It's pretty cool. You want, you want to hold it? Like here, just hold it. And, you know, they'll take and be like, oh, okay, like that's pretty cool. Or, you know, they'll wave the incense or something. And, and then, you know, little by little, it's like, it's like with children when you're introducing them to like new foods, right? Right. Well, like, well, what is this at first? And then it's like, ah, okay, I'm going to try that. And then, you know, it opens their palate. Well, it's the same with spirituality. You're just, you're opening your, your mental, your spiritual palate to be more open to trying different things. And then 
you find what works for you and you just, you know, keep doing that. And then for people who are, you know, for those of us, I'm, I'm sure it's happened for you. It's happened for me where something you're doing, is just like not feeling it. It's not resonating for me. It's not working today. Like instead of just throwing in the towel, you know, shift that focus. Like life is a journey and we're constantly learning. And so as long as we look at it like that, you know, learn a new skill, learn a new, you know, way of, of talking to your angels, do it with journaling, do it with, you know, just change it up a little bit to keep your practice, you know, feeling high vibrational and keeping you, you know, into it, you know, keeping your focus there and your, and your desire to continue. Sometimes we just got to change it up a little, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And that's one of the things that I loved about your book too. Hold on, let me just kind of bring you to the side here so I can, I want to let the listeners know what I love about this. This is kind of like an encyclopedia of the spiritual world. And it reminds me, I wish I could remember when I first started, I don't know, I think I was a teenager. Somehow we got these things that were mailed to us and they were, they gave you a binder and each week or whatever, or each month you can opt to buy more pages that would go in. But it reminds me completely of of this book because it had everything about like angels and crystals and stones and energy healing and stuff like this. And then, you know, when I opened your book and I was looking at you know, the contents, you have this whole thing in part one of what Reiki is. You introduce people to the chakras, you know, what self-attunement in Reiki is and self-healing. And then part two, meditation, crystals, intention candles, the violet flame, sound healing, aromatherapy, smudging, affirmations, manifestation, angels and signs, moon rituals, which I love, practicing gratitude. And then the, the part three is how to raise your vibes, right? So We teach people how to clean their energy, to find their focus, improve the self-confidence, and it just kind of keeps going on from there. And, and the pages, it's just, it's just so much fun. There's like, you know, for people who are like me and visual, there's like pictures and there's diagrams, you know, that, that you can have. And I'm showing this on on the TG here. I just loved it. I really like too, the mantras, you know, Om Shanti Om, you have like how it's pronounced, what the meaning is. So I, I turned to there because I don't know a ton of some of these that I learned in yoga classes. Like I don't have a lot of them committed to memory, but I was like, oh yeah, this was a good refresher for me. And I, I feel like that this would be a great book for people who are maybe just awakening you know, on their spiritual path, like they feel overwhelmed. They don't quite know where to start. You know, do you buy a book on crystals, a book on Reiki, a book on affirmations? It's like, no, just buy Raise Your Vibes because it has a little bit of everything. And then you can dive into and then buy some other books. But this is kind of like a beautiful catch-all, you know, for people who are curious and just starting to come into this world. And I, I also have, can think two of my best friends, their daughters are teenagers now. And, you know, they come over to Anne April's, they see the crystals, I'm giving them incense and stuff like that. This is like a perfect book, I think, too, for teenagers, at least the teenagers that I know and love who are like really curious about spirituality. And um, I just love that you give a little bit of everything, you know, and I remember you saying before we hit record that your publisher was like, you can't put any more in enough. So tell me a little bit about like the inspiration of wanting to put all that you've learned into this book. How did this book come about? Oh, thank you so much. Yes, I I definitely got cut off at some point where it's like, this is going to end up being a gigantic book and it's going to be really hard for us to like pitch this, like slow down, you know, save some for the next one kind of thing. And really it was because there, 
the thing is, there is so much. So while I'm writing a book about Raise Your Vibes, and in that third part, as you mentioned, this is really where you, you know, it focuses on things that we all deal with in our, in our daily lives. So issues with confidence, issues with heartache and grief, issues with, you know, everything focusing as a student, you know, especially when you have exams, I work with a lot of students that are like, I can't, I can't get my head together, help me, you know, and I'll do Reiki for them too. But, you know, it's nice because there's so much and I wanted people to have at least an introduction to what some of these many tools are. I'm, like I had said before, I'm really outside the box, right? I love to think outside the box. And I don't think that when you say, okay, well, I'm going to leave from this faith or belief system to strictly into this other faith belief system. Like, no, there is so much out there. And, you know, what works for you today might not work for you tomorrow. Maybe you're just not feeling it or you're not, that isn't working for you somehow. So, you know, one day you're talking to your angels and the next day you're like, okay, I didn't get my sign yet. I I need to do something else. Great. You know, move on with your sound, with your affirmations, with your mantras. I love having the mantras in there broken down with the pronunciation because a lot of people will see it. And myself included, when I first was listening to them. I, I love Deva Kamal. She has a whole healing mantras CD or music set. I don't, they don't call them CDs anymore, but, you know, album. And I, I had to listen so many times just to try to understand what she was saying. Uh, and they were wonderful for, you know, my spiritual baths when I'm just tuning out and taking a moment to heal. So breaking those down so people can see it because I learned that way. I need to see it and have it ripped down in front of me. And then that's how my brain records it. So that's just the way I learn. And I felt like, well, I learn like this. There's got to be other people that learn like this too. So that will help them. And then, you know, for teenagers, it's so wonderful because we already have so much angst and so many questions and so many changes in our physical body that make us uncomfortable and even uncomfortable in our own skin. And Adults often, you know, either forget or kind of brush it off like, ah, it's just a phase or, oh, you'll grow out of it. Well, that doesn't help you when you're, when you're going through it. Thanks. I'll grow out of it. Cool. All right. Well, like, no, not helping. So, you know, doing something like just following some of the rituals in here, which the rituals are so great because it gives you, you know, action. It gives you something that you physically are doing to create these positive changes in your world. You're not just reading about it. You're not just, you know, saying a prayer or setting a crystal next to you. You're taking positive action to create, the, to bring in these positive vibrations to your world. And in doing that work, it's like how you have to ask your angels, right? Well, it's very similar. And when you do the work, you see these changes. And really the work are the rituals. It's not work. It's it's meant to be fun. It's meant to be, if you're not enjoying it, just stop, just let it go. Like it's, it's your, your, it's like defeating the purpose. Right. And I tried to do that and, and create these for, for those who needed help or guidance or, you know, just to shift in their own vibe to create something that was fun for them. I mean, like my ritual practice really kind of started with the moon cycles. Cause it's like, Oh my God, I was one of those kids. Look at the moon, you know, no matter what, what shape it's in, right. Or what phase. And so creating my moon rituals, I started the book actually with that chapter 
and it was so long. <laughs> and it was like, okay, we got to break this up. You know, you've got like, you know, 30,000 page, 30,000 word chapter on mood. So it was like, okay, okay, let's, and I was like, well, there's all these other tools I use with my moon site also. It's like, great. So let's here, we'll do a chapter on crystals. Like here, we'll do a chapter on manifesting. We'll do a chapter, like all the different parts that I will add to my rituals. And, and these rituals are not set in stone. There's no, like, if you do it wrong, it's not going to work. And I always try to express when you're doing a ritual, the action, the magic of the ritual is in doing the ritual itself. When you're doing, while you're performing, that's where the energy is. That's where the magic is. It's not like you just set up all your things in a pretty place and you're like, okay, and go. Like it, that's, it just doesn't work that way. It, it's you're putting in your energy, you're enjoying, you know, whether it's from the angels or from the moon or whatever, you know, energy that you want to work with, your crystals and, and otherwise, that's where the magic is, is, is in this practice. And if you make it fun, you know, anything that's fun is already raising our vibration, right? So exactly. when you do something that's fun and we're enjoying it, you're already creating that shift right in and there. And so for teenagers, especially, you know, or, or young moms who are going through this radical life change, this is a real, or dads for that matter, right? We're inclusive of everyone. You know, these are some big life changes. And when we're going through these cycles, it's, it's great to just have a little bit of support. And, and this book really can serve as that support and a guide to help you, you know, really take your power back and feel, feel strong in your purpose again. And, you know, charge forward knowing, you know, what you're going to, how you're going to walk into the room next. You know, you get to decide, you get to choose, you know, do you want to, do you want to be, you know, depressive and sit in this state forever? No, nobody wants that. You want to move forward with your life and enjoy yourself. So, you know, start small, start with little rituals, start with manifesting, start with talking with your angels, start with Reiki. I mean, I know it's a, a self-attunement, but I bless the whole book with Reiki and that attunement is really, it really <laughs> comes from me. It's, it's before I let the editor, you know, send it out to press. I was very, and, and the audio version too, for that matter. I said, no, I have to, I have to have the book before you send it out. I have to do you know, the Reiki blessing and I have to do, make sure that what I'm sending out to people is authentic. What I'm sending out to them is genuine. I'm not just writing fluff here. Like I really want this to help people. And if, you know, like you infuse your, your jewelry, it's the same thing. It's taking that moment to work with it and pour your love and your energy and, and to channel Reiki into this so that then they can take it and, and enjoy it too. So that self-attunement, yes, it's a self-attunement. But it is also, it's also me blessing these pages. So I made sure it was very energetically high vibrational and very fused with Reiki for the reader. Yeah. And I think people can feel that too. You know, people will feel it. So, all right, everyone, go raise your vibes. <laughs> Thina Bari. Barry, B-A-H-R-I is the last name. Great book. It's a great gift book too for yourself and for others. And let people know where can they find it? Where can they buy it? Let's talk a little bit too as we're getting ready to wind down, but uh, your website and what you teach and all of that. Thank you. Yes, I'm on crystalreikihealer.com. And that's my handle across everywhere. Instagram, Facebook, um, 
YouTube. I have a lot of free tutorials for people to help them on their way on YouTube as well. TikTok, though, I haven't quite figured out how all that works. And then, you know, I teach classes. I hold monthly events. I finally am able to do in person, which is wonderful. So anybody in the Los Angeles area, you know, it would be wonderful to have you join us for this. And, and otherwise I do a lot of online teaching, but it's a, it's a one-on-one because I love to have this one-on-one connection with people and, and then, you know, any questions they have, it's a lot easier for them to get through the lessons and learning Reiki. And, and I'm one of those Reiki masters that I love to keep in touch with my students. So, you know, serving as a guide for later and not just, oh, you finished, here's your certificate. Yeah. You know, I, it's not how I like to work. And, and just, you know, helping people on their path. So the book is everywhere. Barnes and Noble, Amazon, my website. I do signed copies on my website. And uh, if somebody wanted that, of course. And, you know, I'm always open to do wonderful. So if anybody ever had any ideas, like I need a class on something specific, you know, let me know and we'll create it for you. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. It was wonderful to meet you, to have you on here, raising our vibes on the Path Loving Podcast today. So go out, get it, raise your vibes. You know, it's always helpful. I think I say this now at the end of every show of an author, leave a review on Amazon for Athena. That's always very, very helpful to get their their books up there in the search engines. They can also, the reviews help, you know, our us as the buyers and the shoppers say, oh, you might also like da 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 and then raise your vibes will pop up so leave a review check out the website follow her on all social media and and i hope that you guys enjoy the book as much as i did so athena thank you again so much for being here you were a lovely guest and thank you everyone as always for listening and a shout out to our california listeners we've got lots of them so um so that's wonderful i'm sending you a person your way okay so i'm introducing you to somebody that is local but hey she does stuff online too so it's okay if you new yorkers like me want to reach out to her as well so take care everyone thanks for listening and if you were watching on path 11 tv that is awesome remember all of our video podcasts you can watch for free on our network path 11 tv.com all right take care everyone bye thanks so much for tuning in to today's show if you haven't already please subscribe and rate and review the path 11 podcast in spotify apple podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcasts Also, this podcast is made possible by our sponsor, Path 11 TV. Visit path11tv.com to start a seven-day free trial and start streaming over 100 hours of exclusive video content on consciousness, healing, and life after death. That's path11tv.com. And be sure to use coupon code PODCAST30 to take 30% off your annual membership. Start satisfying your spiritual curiosity with a membership to Path 11 TV today. Bye for now.